0: Welcome to Tick Talking. I am your host, Kevin Hughes. And today I have two very special guests on the show. And actually, they're on the show talking about their new show, The Agony and the Ecstasy. But I have Cricket and Armand on the show today. And they were an absolute blast. They talk about how they got into acting, what their new show is about, and the possible platforms it could be coming out on, including Netflix. Not only that, but we also discussed yours truly possibly being in season two. How awesome is that? So, without further ado, guys, here is Cricket and Armand right here on TikToking with me, Kevin Hughes. Enjoy. TikToking, TikToking, where creators come to play. TikToking, TikToking,
1: find out what they have to say.
0: Tick-tocking, a tick-tocking Fascinating interview Tick-tocking, a tick-tocking Tick-tocking with Kevin Hughes. Hughes How are you guys? Good, uh, Actually, friends of the show, Derek and Kate Knight. Derek actually pointed me in your direction and had you guys reach out to me. Um, he was telling me that he was working at a red lobster and he ended up doing a scene in an upcoming TV show or movie you guys have going on
2: TV series. Yeah.
0: <laughs> TV series. Okay. And, and is that going to be on Netflix?
2: We hope so. Uh, okay. we, it will be on Roku streamings, on other Roku streaming services. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. And the TV show show is called agony and ecstasy. Correct. Okay. Actors. Okay. So can you talk about the show at all? Are you allowed to?
2: Yeah, we're allowed to.
0: Okay. So can you tell me a little bit about what it's about and, and your characters, what um what you guys what role you guys play in the show?
2: So I, I play Cricket Williams and I am the lead female character um in the T V series and basically the whole plot of the T V series is revolved around me. Um and it's based off of true story. Uh, from the uh the writer and producer of the T V series. We call her Miss Vicky. <laughs>
0: okay. And
2: um yeah, so Cricket uh she kinda has like she goes through um uh, household issues with her mom, you know, she has a really poor relationship with her mother. Um, it's some, some things going on with, with mom's boyfriend and stuff. You know, ju- juicy stuff going on in the household. Drama. And um, so Cricket has this alter ego, if you will, that um, kind of is her backbone throughout the series and makes her stand up for herself when the bad stuff is happening, if that makes sense. And then um, our mind... He's my protector, best uh, best friend, you know, throughout the t- TV series, and he got his own stuff. He, he gets into <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Without giving it away, it's kind of uh, my character Armand, like she said, I'm i uh, I'm more or less like her protector. You know, it's a uh, it's kind of like a. Uh, Two friends that have that bond that's only understood between the two of them, like nobody else. really understands why they're so close, but they're not an item. They don't have a situation. It's kind of like one of those things. It's, it's what understood. What's understood doesn't need to be explained. Type of situation. Um, Armand is kind of. Uh, he's definitely like you know the street wise guy. He's like the. He's like the uh, the neighborhood dealer. You know that er, that everyone, everybody likes. You know all the old ladies like him because he probably helps them with their groceries, or you know pays to get their grass cut, you
0: know stuff like that. And then, but uh, on the other end, he's uh, he's definitely a, a dangerous individual, somebody not
1: to be played with. So it's, um, it's, the, the series has it's, its, uh, its different breaks and stuff, kind of takes you on. Uh, different, different emotional roller coasters. You know, something good, something bad. You
0: know, yeah. Well, that sounds really cool, actually, and I'm I'm interested to uh, to see it. So it's going to definitely be on. You said Roku, Roku streaming.
2: Yes. Sir. Yeah, like you know, like your Tubi, your Peacock, your NBC, CBS. You know, um, we'll be doing. We'll be premiering the pilot, the first episode here in Kansas City. At the gym Theater on December tenth, and tickets are about to go on sale October fifteenth, and so all of Kansas City needs to come out and, and and see the first episode. Kansas City, surrounding Kansas yes. City, St. Louis, everybody.
1: everybody needs to come on out. Yeah, it's open to the public. Doors open
2: yeah because it's limited. It's you only gonna see it that night until it all you know come out. So.
0: Yeah. Do you know when the pilot's going to air outside of that date so the rest of us who aren't in Kansas City are able to see it?
2: <laughs> um, I don't have a date for that uh, right now. Um, okay. But as soon as I do, I'll be letting everybody know, of course. Um, okay. Yeah. there are, There are seven episodes in season one. So a lot is happening.
0: Okay. So... Did you guys grow up wanting to act, or have you done projects in the past?
2: I personally have never done anything acting wise on this level. This is a first for me. But
0: okay.
2: um, I sing. I'm a singer. I also, yeah.
1: Uh, me, I've done a, a couple of different projects uh, as well. Like her, um, I haven't played a role this uh, this big in uh, any of the other projects, and uh, as well, I'm a musician, so um, it's new, but uh, still a part of the, of the entertainment world. So it's still it's, okay. it's just as enjoyable as it is um, you know being creative with the music side of things.
0: And how did you guys come into these roles? Did you did were they doing like a a local casting call or something, and you guys went and auditioned, or how did that happen?
1: Well, to uh, to be honest, uh, this cat named uh, Omega Edwards, um, he actually introduced me and uh, Cricket to Miss Vicky McGill, and uh, basically, it's everything's flourished from there. So um, that's where it started. Just the uh, just the introduction, you know. He uh, he put us in along with Miss McGill, and um, from there, we just made magic
0: okay that's awesome so how do you feel about the acting stuff now now that you guys have really gotten your feet wet you're both musicians but now that you've filmed something and you've kind of seen some feedback on it uh, as far as what you guys have watched and completed how do you feel about acting you think you're going to want to continue acting in the future
2: absolutely Definitely.
0: (laughs) yeah okay well that's awesome and uh so what's next? I, I guess, like, what's that?
2: I said I can't even see a future without doing it now. It's, yes,
1: yeah, it's, it's, it becomes a part of your life. It's Your, fun. Life, your lifestyle. So it's, yeah.
0: yeah, that's awesome. Are you guys wrapped now? Then
1: wrapped, like in, like into it.
0: No, meaning like, a, um, like the TV show. Are you completely done shooting? No,
1: so we're still actively shooting. Uh, we should be wrapping things up uh, end of this month. Yeah end
0: of this month okay awesome and is this uh is this a limited series or does this have potential of being something ongoing
2: oh it's definitely gonna be ongoing
0: awesome yeah that's amazing so uh tell me if you can about how the the red lobster thing came about with derek like did you guys just go in there and say we need instead of hiring an actor you're just like can we use one of your waiters for a quick scene or how did that go
2: um so we didn't really ask anybody anything really we had just reserved that room um a room in the back like third party room I guess and um he had no idea you know he thought he was just serving you know normal customers (laughs) and um so yeah we just we introduced ourselves and started breaking down to him what was actually going on and what was about to happen And he was like you know holy crap like it's just regular day at work and now he's going to be on TV. So, you know, he signed a consent form and he did his thing and it was nice meeting him.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Now I want you, I want you guys to talk a little bit about your, your music careers. So what are you guys, have you guys putting out, have you put out any records or anything people can listen to currently?
2: Yes. Um, I have four singles out currently, and I'm releasing my first album on the 29th of this month, actually. It's called Personal, and uh, it will be available on all digital platforms. Mm. I'm having my yep. album release party in St. Louis, Missouri, and it is open to the public. And International Jones will be hitting the stage as well. Absolutely.
0: Okay. So you, you got a big year, like you've had a really big year. That's amazing. And I'm, I'm happy for you and I'm really excited. What, yeah. What kind of genre of music do you sing?
2: Um, so I'm not in a box, but this first album is kind of R and B heartbreakish, you know, but I do pop, hip hop, whatever, gospel, whatever.
0: (laughs) Hmm. And how about you, Armand?
1: Uh, same here, Uh um, I just actually about a month ago released a, a tape uh, titled "Reinvesting in Stock." Uh, it has seven tracks on it. Uh, I have videos uh, for most of the tracks on YouTube. Uh, it's available on all streaming platforms. Um, my music, as well, is not really. I can't. I can't box it like most people. Be like, "Oh, you're a rapper," and I just correct artist or a musician because my music not all of it sounds like rap music, you know. Some some music can pass for pop, some music can pass for, you know, a R and B feelish type song or, or whatever and so I just I just try to refrain from uh keeping myself, you know, in that barrier as far as being titled a you know a rapper. You know, I just say I'm a musician because, you know, you never know what, what's gonna happen when you go to the Especially with you know how I do my my creative uh, process, it's just you know I just go with the flow you know, how I'm feeling, and you know what track how the track makes me feel.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. I've noticed. I don't know you how old you guys are, but I would I would say like in the last fifteen to twenty years, you've really seen that transition from hip hop and pop and the combination between the two you know with justin timberlake and timberland and justin timberlake at 50 cent and then you have other pop artists that are really collaborating with all of these bigger hip-hop artists and it's it's really became its own genre in a way you know and i don't know even know what to call it but it's worked really well you know i never thought i would see say, the Backstreet Boys with with a hip-hop artist or something like that, or, you know, Eminem performing with Ed Sheeran, you know, stuff like that. It's just, it's, it's crazy insane, and I really find it a good change, to be honest, because I know growing up in the 90s, the hip-hop, it was really good, but that's all it was. There wasn't much of that collaboration, you know. It was that one genre, so it's really cool to see these, these collaborations and how things are going and, and that's cool, man. I, I'm really excited for you guys and I'm excited to, to hear your music as well as seeing the TV show. That That's, that's pretty amazing stuff. Now you guys promote all of your music and, and everything on your social medias. Yes. Okay. So what social media do you find you use the most?
2: Um, I use all of them. Fully, 'Cause whenever I post, I post to all of them. But I get the most interaction off of Facebook
0: currently. Okay. Okay. And same with you? Yeah, same with me. Are you talking okay. you know, yeah, Facebook seems to get more traction, but
1: you know, it has its days, I guess, you know.
2: And yeah. the agony and the ecstasy does have a Facebook page that everyone can go and like it is called the agony and the ecstasy okay and uh you can keep awesome. up with the cast and you know any other announcements we might have
0: okay and how do you feel about tiktok because for me it's been the complete opposite so facebook i never really used it for i guess a business platform it's always been kind of my friends and family connection but then I started TikTok and that out of nowhere just blew up and I tried to kind of transition over to Instagram and YouTube and those platform forms seemed to be really hard to gain that traction. But TikTok for me was just, it was like an instant overnight success type of thing. Now, do you use TikTok a lot and how do you feel about it?
2: Um, both of us are pretty new to TikTok. But we are both uh, about to start working pretty diligently on building a fan base on TikTok. Um, you know, kind of straying away from Facebook a little more and, you know, seeing how that works out.
0: Hmm. Okay. And what about inspiration? Do you guys have inspiration as far as musicians or actors that have really pushed you to want to become? more and successful in that field? Um,
2: people who inspire me. Um, so I love, like, Viola Davis and Saraji. Kevin Hart is a big inspiration to me. Um, it's, it's a lot, there's a lot of hardworking, um, actors and actresses that I, that I'm inspired by. And musically, Um, currently, I will say, like, Yeva, um, she'd have to be it for me,
0: for Hmm. inspiration. Okay. What about you, Armand? Um, for me, for the inspiration, I mean, as
1: far as acting, uh, I can't really say it was somebody that just inspired me to want to act is, I don't know, it's just, I, I guess, It being a part of the the entertainment world, you know, and just loving to entertain, you know, it's just kind of like you got a natural knack for it. Uh, As far as the music goes, um, I had a lot of uh, inspirations to really kind of try to pinpoint it. One would be be unjust. Um, My era was like the South had the ball you know, uh, when I was coming up. So it was like a lot of the, the key artists and stuff, you know, a lot of the, the, the hot music and stuff was, was generated, you know, in the South. Uh, you know, like Atlantas and, and things of that nature and all down deep in the South. You know, I was listening to all kinds of music, but I liked different genres, country, you know, rock. Like, uh, I would listen to a little bit of everything just depending on my mood, you know, so. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, we're very similar in that, I guess, in that topic because I grew up taking acting classes, always wanted to be an actor. Uh, when I went to college, I got my degree in animation and special effects. I moved out to Hollywood and uh, I actually landed a job editing movies and TV shows. So, like, I edited The Simpsons, um, Jackass the Movie, number two, uh, Pitch Black rocky balboa uh, kings of queens and things like that so i always wanted to get on the other side of the camera though like in front of the camera i should say and never had that opportunity unfortunately some well come on kansas city come on oh you put me in the show i'll go there i guarantee you you that (laughs) all right you you let me know and i I would i would hop on a plane tomorrow (laughs) promise you that (laughs) we
1: make that happen
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. We could chat about that. That'd be amazing. That would be so cool. So I guess, what was it like for you guys growing up? Did you always want to be in that entertainment world or did you see yourself doing something different? Like maybe an athlete or being a firefighter or what, what was your guys' passions when you were growing up? What did you think you were going to be when you grew up?
2: Uh, a singer. Yep. Um, Okay. The first time I was asked what I wanted to be when I grew up, this I wrote an essay about wanting to be a singer. And um, that's, that's just what I've done. I mean, I play sports and like I have my massage license and I'm a chef. You know, like I got other things going on, but nothing, I'm, I'm not as passionate about anything as I am music. But I'm good at many things, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. What about you, Armand? Growing
1: up, I played sports and things of that nature, but uh, I don't know. I always wanted to be a firefighter. Uh, I actually uh, started college. Uh, I went to college for a football scholarship, but my, my class, you know, my class and stuff was set up uh, under the firefighter to be a firefighter, but I never pursued it. I just, I don't know. I just it seemed like I I got right into um, adulting and stuff like that. Cause I had my first kid and, uh, know, everything just kind of changed pretty quick. And so yeah. you know, that's kind of how that story went. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, actually once again, and to the listener, I swear we didn't talk about this prior. <laughs> so when I said firefighter, that was a lucky guess. Now, um, again, we have a similar story when it comes to that. Cause that's actually why I moved back to Colorado from Hollywood and left my job was because my first son was being born, and uh, all my family's here in Colorado, so decided to just, you know, do what was best for my family, and came back here, and didn't want to raise a kid in Hollywood, not in that time frame anyway, not with having lots of money to afford a a nice area for him, you know, so, yeah, so, similar, I also had a um, scholarship for football, and uh, I got hurt. Uh, during the off season and lost my scholarship so that was my own stupid same fault year. kid being a kid i guess that was same
1: here man <laughs> i got I got the car and yep. lost my scholarship
0: Oh well at least that's better than mine i was just out skateboarding and decided to drop into a 12 foot vert ah, ramp and uh, landed straight on my head oh. So <laughs> yeah but you know it's crazy we have a pretty similar story right. and uh i i think uh, i think that's a lot of this creative personalities that a lot of the people I talk to I have similar story with because I feel like everyone I talk to to is very creative and I feel that everybody with a creative personality shares a similar background in some which way or form you know and it's it's really interesting and uh, it's crazy so I have two little sisters that had no desire to be in front of a camera. Do anything of that. How about and, and they were younger, so I was the oldest of the three. Now, for you guys, do you have older siblings or younger siblings that you possibly looked up to or um, followed in their path at all?
1: Uh, so out of my out of my mom and dad's kids, I'm the oldest. Uh my dad's from my dad's uh second marriage. Uh I gained a stepbrother that was older than me, so it made me second oldest. I think he probably had the most uh, influence on me growing up, as far as uh, just everything I got into, him, what what made me who I am. Um, just me picking up the streets. I got in the streets when I was fourteen, and it was kind of like uh, you know just following behind him, you know, watching everything he was doing and. That was, like, the the start
2: of who I am today.
0: Mm. Okay. And how about you, Safar? Um, Cricket.
2: I'm the oldest. I have a little sister. We're two years apart. Um, I also have two half-brothers in Germany. So, yeah. They're twins.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Did you... When you were growing up, did you happen to follow their footsteps at all, or were you kind of uh, outcast like myself and independent? Yeah,
2: I'm definitely the entertainer of of the family, the superstar of the family. Uh, My sister can sing, and, like, my mom and dad can sing, as well as draw that runs in the family, but nobody pursued it like I did.
0: Okay. So do you guys, other than acting and music... Do you guys have full-time jobs as well? Yes. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. Okay. And, and do you mind sharing what you do for um, your full-time work, or would you rather not share? That's okay, no, it's too. it's
2: okay. Um, currently, I am a lead at a middle school, <laughs> um, so I hmm. just supervise the kitchen, make sure that the middle schoolers eat breakfast and lunch every day. That's what I'm doing currently.
0: <laughs> okay. Yes. How about I, you?
2: Uh, I work for Ford Motor Company. I, um,
1: I build mm. uh, commercial electric vehicles. Um, I'm also a barber, so I do Ford uh, during the day and I barber at night. And I find time to act and do music and be daddy and all that other kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was gonna ask. So I'm sure with your new show there was lots of days and times you had to be away from work in order to shoot. Right. How did your work feel about Mm -hmm. that?
1: Uh, It's just some, I I feel like I just, I have to do it. You know, anybody that doesn't, I'm I'm not, uh, I'm not ridiculing anybody that doesn't uh, see my vision. It's kind of like where I'm at. Mm -hmm. If it's a situation where I gotta ask for the day off, I'm gonna ask for the day off. I'm gonna take the day off whether you grant me the day off, you know what I'm saying or not, but that's just kinda where I'm at with it. Everybody's not gonna see what you see and where you're trying to go. Like they they're not gonna be as determined as you are, so they're not gonna be as excited to give you the day off if it's left up to them or, you know, anything of that nature. So I'm, I'm just kind of just taking it a day at a time, me myself. You know?
0: So basically, the acting and the music is way more important than what you're doing. So if that has to be put on the back burner, you're completely fine with Absolutely. that. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like uh, the jobs are stepping
1: stones. Mm-hmm. They just they just mm-hmm. used to uh, to finance the things that we really, really want to do. That makes me feel good about getting up and going there, you know, and running the bag up at work, you know, so that I'm able to pay for studio time, you know, anything else that I got going on outside of work in which everything almost other than parenting has something to do with the entertainment world. So, yeah, I most definitely feel like my jobs uh, play a big part in financing, just my career my entertainment career.
0: Okay. Is that the same for you then as well, Cricket?
2: Um, Yeah. Uh, I was blessed not to have to work this summer, so I pretty much spent most of the summer here in Kansas City um, just filming. And then on tour in Memphis and Knoxville and Chattanooga and just basically all over Tennessee this past summer. That's where I was at when I was doing and okay. so now that I work for a school, I get summers off anyway, so it just works out.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I think um, I think anybody that really wants to pursue a career in the entertainment world has to sacrifice their other stuff. You know, whether it is a full time job or a hobby. Outside of that, like you have to put your full attention into your goal, you know, and whether that be the acting or the music and it, it's it's so hard. There's so much competition out there and it's just one of those things Like you got to be either all in or you're not going to be able to progress as far as you want to progress. You know, oh, what yeah. I mean?
2: if you if you even take a week break, you didn't already let somebody You know what I mean? got to be Mm -hmm.
0: consistent. Yeah. So do you guys have agents and managers and all of that fun stuff already?
2: We are independent.
0: Okay. You think that's the next step?
2: I'd personally like to stay independent at this point. I don't really feel like anybody can do anything for me. I've already done all the groundwork for myself and so sharing a percentage with somebody just seems outrageous to me at this point. Um I mean it would have to be one heck of a contract. You know what I mean at this point. Um I think the best way to go is independent, but I'm not knocking anybody who's signed, you know, but
0: yeah. Yeah, and I think that with an agent I think they have connections in the industry to able, so they're able to give you bigger auditions and stuff, and it'll be give you access to auditions. So I think that is honestly the biggest bonus, I guess, to having an agent. Whereas you can still find stuff as an independent actor. Um, I just, I get, I'm just going off of what I remember when I was out there, and and it was really hard. But I think we're living in a good time right now because with social media kind of being King, it's, it's really easy to get noticed by people that you normally wouldn't be noticed from, you know what I mean? And I think it's moving in that direction to where more people are going to be independent because like you said, why pay somebody if the director's already coming to me and wants me in his movie? Why do I need a? you know, why, why do I need a, an agent to tell me, Oh, Hey, the director wants you to be in this movie when he could tell me himself. So I think as time goes on, that's kind of where we're going, you know? So I completely agree with what you're doing. And I think that's how it's going to, it's going to be in the future. So I think that's the right path. Honestly, I think that's what I would do as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess what, what is your ultimate goal? Like if you could set a goal right now, as to how far you want to take this, like what kind of role you would want to play, what's your ultimate role or what's your ultimate, I guess, stadium you would want to play music in. Like what, what is your goal ultimately? I don't really have a
1: goal as far as that per se. Like, like uh, any, any of the, Big gigs like the Madison Square Garden and all that other right. kind of stuff, where all the big wigs and already did their thing. Yeah, all that would be kind of like the cherry on top, you know what I'm saying? With, with, with the icing, but like ultimately for me, um, my thing is just generational wealth. It's like that is like my focal point. Um, I just I feel like I feel like it's there for the grabbing and. Uh, Only those that take it is going to have it. And I want that for for me and mine. You know, I got six kids, five girls and and one son. So um, that's
0: key to me. That's very important. I mean, that's why I'm doing everything that I'm doing. You know, whether
1: it's the music or, you know, I could be making music and just letting it pile up on my computer. But, you know, I'm interested in how I could turn a dollar from it years from now when I'm dead and gone, you know, I would love to have something that I've left behind as a legacy for my kids that they can, you know, if not eat off of, you know, they can keep going to keep a legacy for, you know, generations to come. So, you know, not, not saying, you know, that I don't want to be rich, but when I say generational wealth, I'm not just talking about finance, but yeah, most definitely. money you know because you know that's that's a key that's a key part of living you know but yeah definitely generational wealth uh, for me i want i want
0: that i'm big on that and not only that but like to be able to get paid to do what you love i mean there's nothing better than that right? i mean that's that that's That's what the, that's what we're here for, right? Nobody wants to go to a a shitty job that you don't love and hate going to every day and you have to do it because bills have to be paid. But imagine like, imagine just being able to go to work and loving it every single day and not even having it feel like a job like that. That is like, ultimate. you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And not many people can say in this world that they have been able to achieve that, you know? It's very slim to none. So what about you, Cricket? Same thing? Same goal?
2: Um, definitely the same goal. Um, you know, I I envision myself, you know, winning my first Grammy, performing at the BET Awards, you know, stuff like that. I definitely just want to knock off my checklist, you know, the basics, um, but honestly, if I if I never see a big stage or whatever, I'm like, I'm so satisfied because I'm still doing what I want, and that's what brings me the most joy. You know, I I don't do it for the money. The money is a plus. The exposure is a plus. But it, the minute I don't enjoy doing this no more, I'm gonna hang it up. Yeah. Like for real.
0: <laughs> yep. No, I that that makes complete sense. So this is absolutely amazing, and I'm, I'm super stoked to have you guys on. And I have some uh, lightning round questions. That's how I like to end the show, if you guys are cool with that. Sure. <laughs> okay. So my first question is, if you won the lottery, what would be your first purchase? I'll
1: would you go first?
2: I won the lottery, what would be my first purchase? Uh, I think my first purchase would be... Um, an accountant? A financial advisor?
0: <laughs> that's that's a safe bet for sure. Like
2: for real, for real because I'm not even going to know what to do with myself with that amount of money. So I'm going to need somebody there to break taxes and just everything down to me so that I'm being smart because you, 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 you say what you're going to do if you get a certain amount in front of you but when you ain't never had that much money in front of you, you might go a little
0: crack cray. <laughs> yep. and it'll go away quick.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> and How about you, Armand?
1: Uh My first, my very first purchase would be a burner phone.
0: Okay, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. You're gonna have all that way. You don't have all those uh, cousins you never uh, heard of yeah. calling you. <laughs> oh, yeah. my, my old phone—that's
1: a thing of the past. Yeah, that's going—that's going out the window as soon I find out my number's here you got Yeah, yeah no, I'm the first phone. <laughs> that's that's going to be the first purchase. I'm not calling nobody. Yeah. Until I get a phone.
0: Okay. That makes sense. All right. And how about what is your biggest pet peeve?
2: All around stupidity, like nonsense. I'm no nonsense. Like, that's my biggest pet peeve. Stupid
0: (laughs) Makes sense, yeah.
1: Uh, I guess Mm -hmm. laziness is my biggest pet peeve. I can't. That's that's just one thing I can't get with. You know what I'm saying? It's like, You ain't uh you know, if you ain't grinding, what is you doing?
2: Taking up space.
1: You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't be standing standing here at the table with your plate and you ain't went out to kill nothing.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah.
1: Laziness be my pet peeve.
0: Okay. Um, who is your celebrity crush?
1: (laughs) Celebrity crush. That's a good question.
2: That is a good
1: one. Dang. Let me see. Who do I look at like that? Let me see. I'm gonna go off right now today, cause it's changed. You know, it changes by the <laughs> year. <laughs> you know, cause celebrities change. So Yeah. So I'm gonna just be honest and go with right now. Who would be my celebrity crush? Man, that's a good one.
2: Mm-hmm. That is a really good question.
1: <laughs> cool. And these folks these supposed to be lightning answers. Mm. <laughs> Dang. I just don't even know. I
2: oh, don't know. I like cash Dog. No. Okay off. Okay.
0: Um And if you don't have one, that's okay.
2: I have a crush on uh Taraji. That's my celebrity crush. And I don't even like women. But I like
0: Okay. Them. Yeah, I don't I don't think it
2: I <laughs> can't okay, I can't name no males uh celebrities that I'm crushing
0: on. Yeah, and I don't think that a crush necessarily has to mean like a love Black interest.
2: Black Panther, you, know? you know, and he gone.
0: Yeah. Okay. That
2: you know. <laughs> had a thing for you. Okay.
0: Uh, What do you want to be remembered for?
2: I'd like to be remembered for my resilience, I guess. Um, I'm always able to um, bounce back from everything bigger and better than before. And um, people always tell me how inspiring I am. And, you know, oftentimes when you're going through your stuff, you know it feels it feels so big and so terrible to you but you know you you pushing through all that and it shows and people see that and then every once in a while you get the random people who reach out and tell you these nice things and you're like oh well you know yeah. it seems like it's paying off maybe not for me but for somebody else
0: Alright, and then finally, if uh you could go anywhere in the world for a two week vacation, where would you go?
2: Two week vacation. Just take me to Africa.
0: Okay.
2: The the most beautiful part of it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Hey, that's a good one. I got a few places I like to a
1: whole lot of places I ain't been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely like to see New Zealand with my own eyes. Like I've seen pictures of it. it's like a beautiful place. I know people from there. Um, I hear so much good about it. I just would like to
2: lay eyes on. Okay. Myself. Right on. Where are you? Where would you like to go? <laughs> uh,
0: two week vacation. So. I think I would either go to Hawaii or Paris. I think those are the two places that I would go to. I mean, I'm like you guys. I'd want to see a whole lot more. But, I mean, if I had to choose right now, those are probably the two that would come up first. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm super excited to see your guys' TV show, hopefully sooner than later. Hopefully – I could be a part of it like we were discussing because that would be pretty amazing too. So, (laughs) um, yeah, but thank you for your time and and I'm really excited for you both and you guys are going to have amazing careers. It's, it's super exciting.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having
0: us. Absolutely. Well, you guys have a great night and we will talk soon see what did i say cricket and armand were absolutely a joy to talk to and i'm so excited for them and i can't wait to see the show and i really hope this pans out and i get to be in season two that would be absolutely amazing well you know how it goes guys As always, I'm going to have another fantastic guest for you right here on TikToking next week. And I'm so excited for everything to come with this podcast, new podcast coming and possibly Kevin Hughes on television. I don't know. We'll have to see. So I will see you guys next week. And you know, this is how we end it. I don't see you. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. Bye bye now.